Fernando Yanucci on 1FM. Sex with transistors. Uh, Bishop, the press have accused you of fudging on clergy who are practicing homosexuals. Did yeah. you fudge? We certainly didn't fudge. Armando Yanucci on 1FM. Rock and roll with a French kiss. I am incensed. Incensed. It's 12 past midnight, don't close your eyes, your soul's at the light, and I'll be by your side, I've come to take you there, show you how to care, just be aware, that you'll have to share, I want you love, I want you tonight, I'm breaking your heart, so don't you fight, I'll be your answer, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy, yeah, we start off tonight with uh, Crystal Waters, 100% Pure Love. And we're all going clubbing tonight. Yeah! We can do what we want. Yeah! As long as we switch everything off by 10. Yeah! Also, we're going to be talking about mountaineers. Yeah! The facts of life. Yeah! And European voting restrictions. Yeah! Also, woo, a new item this week, the People's News. News is written by various members of the public, starting with the news written by a seven-month-old baby. Labour leader John Smith has defended his party's links with the unions. He spoke in a big hall with lots of shining lights that were really interesting to look at. To cheers from the floor that made a very loud noise, which made me cry, he said Labour was now the natural party of government. He looks like a big, fat man. And the telephone number is 071-306-0222. 071-306-0222. Tonight, uh, we're going to be answering your homework questions. If you've got any homework questions needing answering, uh, just ring in and we'll answer them. And it's the last show tonight. So we've all been allowed to bring in games. Uh, we're going to be playing ridiculous games all evening. Bring in if you want to take part. Uh, we're going to play Shout Wrestling. So if you're a good shouter and want to pick your mouth's wits against another shouter down the phone, then ring up. The number is 071 306 0222. Okay, and uh, first game tonight, though, is the 4 by 100 mile telephone relay. We've lined up uh, three contestants, uh, all in the south. Hello? 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 Okay, let's go through you one at a time. Ruth, Oxford. Hi. I've got my urine thumb. Uh, who else is there? <laughs> I'm uh, Frank from London. Okay. I'm in my bulging lycra shorts. Thanks. And Peter from London. Excellent. Okay, you all standing by? Yep. Yep. Uh, let me just explain the rules. Uh, when I give the word go, uh, each one of you has to phone someone up who lives more north than you and pass on the word baton. Uh, that person then has to pass the word baton by phone to someone further north and so on for at least three stages until eventually the word is received by someone in Scotland uh, who rings in to tell us it's arrived. Now, if you ring up and get an answer phone, 
uh, then I'm afraid you must leave baton on the machine and wait until that person comes in to collect the messages, okay? Okay, yep. Okay, you all set? Yeah. All right, stand by then for the very, very first live 4 by 100 mile telephone relay. Three, two, one, go! Yeah. Armando Yanucci on 1FM. A blue whale among cuttlefish. Okay, let's uh, say hello to this week's posse. And uh, to avoid confusion, uh, they all have a way of identifying themselves this week. So, posse member number one, introduce yourself. I'm Rebecca Front, and here is my musical theme. Okay, so listen out for that anytime you hear that. That's Rebecca. Uh, Dave Schneider on viola, and here's the theme from the New Avengers. That's me. George, well, listen out for that one. Uh, I'm Rich Tang. This is my thing. Cheeky, cheeky. I'm Peter Bainham and this is my number. Oh, that's good. What's that? What's that? That's Black Knight by Deep Purple. Okay, you'll be playing that whenever you want yes. to speak this out. Yeah. No, no, I'm Stuart Lee and this is mine. It's very up, isn't it? Okay, and I'm Amanda Yucci and uh, this is my theme. Okay, and I'll be playing that whenever I want to speak. Uh, this week, we're also going to be looking at uh, careers, giving out careers advice. Uh, every week from now on, for the next 50 weeks, we'll be looking at a different aspect of professions. And this week, we're looking at livestock haulage contracting. And we have in our Edinburgh studio, uh, Andrew Johnson from the National Livestock Haulage Contracting Organisation. Andrew, are you there? Uh, I am. Good evening, Armando. Good evening. You're going to be taking calls, aren't you, on uh, any aspects of livestock haulage contracting? Anything you're interested in, chickens, pigs, goats, you just uh, phone in with your questions. Okay. The number to ring 071-306-0222 if you have any uh, questions for Andrew Johnson from Livestock College Contracting League. 071-306-0222. I've got a few minutes. Uh, Andrew, um, how I mean, how exactly did you start in well, Livestock College Contracting? It was really at school. There used to be uh, a company, J.G. Wilkes, you may have heard yeah. of them, who were uh, chicken uh, transporters were next to our school. Yeah. I used to watch them out of the window and uh, I remember once a, a school child uh, uh, sitting next to me made the joke, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? And I suddenly stood up in a, in, and said in a loud voice, and what did it cost? I see. I see. <laughs> and I think I that really, it brought that, home to me. That, you know. <laughs> that got you into the profession, did Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So you're really, uh, livestock college contracting is really in your blood. Very much so, yes. Okay, okay. Well, just uh, stand by then for the calls. Okay. And uh, we also, don't forget, want you to call in uh, with your homework questions. We're all here ready to answer your homework questions. 071 306 and also to help us out uh, throughout this evening's programme, we're going to have all the big issues uh, we discuss uh, concisely clarified in 30 seconds by 1FM's very own Emma Freud. It's two minutes past one o'clock. You're listening to Emma Freud on the on, on, on Radio 1. And today, the big issue is euthanasia and the condom. This month, the author of Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton, today wrote to the Education Secretary, Bob Hoskins, who is in persistent vegetative state, saying torturers and fraudsters, gangsters and extortionists put teachers in an impossible situation. To discuss the issue, I'm joined by the handicapped, the terminally ill, and down the phone from Liverpool, Auntie Norris. John, what is your reaction to sexual harassment yesterday? I was bitterly disappointed. 
Armando Iannucci on 1FM, the official anthem of the 1994 World Cup Finals. Thanks, Emma. And uh, don't forget, we're taking your homework questions tonight. Uh, ring us with any homework, revision or essay problems. And we're also going to be doing listeners' wives. If you've got a wife and fancy a bit of fun, then put her on the phone so we can listen to her. 071-306-0222 for listeners' wives and your homework. Also on tonight, what the hell goes on in Brussels when politicians sit round a big table? Uh, by special request, more tramp music and, of course, Fight of My Life, the finest fight action in letter form. But first, the news from the week. And big foreign noises in Europe as Britain resists attempts by the European community to limit the age of each country's foreign secretary to 27. Douglas Hurd, who's 71, may have to be killed if the ruling goes through. It's now perfectly legal in most European countries to form a government when you're 16. And in America, Bill Clinton, forced to come clean over embezzlement allegations, has finally agreed to be internally examined by every member of the House of Representatives. The 100 peculiar American politicians have long argued that the only way for the president to prove his innocence is by allowing them to put their hands in him to see what's there. Education Secretary John Patton got in a sex fangle this week when, during parliamentary questions, his opposite number on Labour's front benches, Ann Taylor, stood up and asked him what an erection was. To backbench sniggering, a clearly shocked Mr Patton responded by showing her a picture of a big house. More on that later, and uh, throughout the programme, uh, we've commissioned a series of nursery rhymes by 13-year-olds, allowing them to tell us about life as it's lived. One, two, three, four, five. I've lost my Sega Mega Drive. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'll go and watch the telly then. It's uh, ten past eight. Don't forget, we're taking all your calls, all your questions on homework, anything you want to know about homework, revision, or um, general essay questions at university. Uh, the number to ring, 071-306-0222. And we've got uh, a question from Cathal Scullion from County Tyrone. Uh, homework question. What is the evidence that the gift of the Holy Spirit encouraged the apostles, strengthened their faith, and made them witnesses to the good news? I've got some. Uh, uh, call the first. Stu there. Um, well... If you look at the way the early church developed, yeah. there was um, a huge impetus of uh, energy um, that could only have been sustained by uh, perhaps supernatural means, uh, investing the uh, the survivors of the di- of the disciples with a sort of in, you know um, inspiration to go out and uh, spread the news. But a sort of metaphorical inspiration or a sort of a real positive inspiration? Well, that's something for her to work out for herself. Really. I think actually that's a trick question. There is no evidence. Okay, Cathy. So that's that's the point to take. In, uh, it's a matter of kind of personal faith and not one of a kind of objective reality. Uh, and therefore, not ke- funny. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Rebecca. You didn't play your flute, so I'm not paying attention to that. On now to uh, your uh, Livestock College contracting uh, questions. Oh, yes. Uh, keep them coming in. Uh, 071-306-0222. Andrew, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, Andrew. Um, yeah, uh, you talked a bit about how you started in Livestock College contracting. Yeah. Um, was it at school? Uh, was there um, a Livestock College contractor that, that uh, you admired? Was there a sort of a hero that you kind of... Uh, wanted to fall on a dog. Well, uh, there was J.G. Wilkes, as I mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in fact, interestingly, uh, his wife actually taught at the school. She was called Mrs. Wilkes. Right. And she really uh, uh, encouraged me to sort of keep the faith alive. The, the careers teacher at school thought it was a ridiculous dead-end job. Yeah. But I remember uh, Mrs. Wilkes saying to me, look, uh, if your future, you know, is, is a van full of chickens, you've got to follow that future. Right. And uh, she really believed in me. Andrew, there's uh, lots of people here standing by with their instruments <laughs> all wanting to butt in with some questions. I'm sure there are. If someone could find it. Richard, Richard. Uh, Andrew, I was wondering, where'd you get your ideas of what to haul? 
Well, mainly from pictures of livestock. Uh, either uh, You can get very good satellite photographs, yep. uh, which just give you a, a European-wide picture of where the livestock is. Yep. And uh, you can get down to a very fine level of resolution. You can spot a chicken from eight miles up. And uh, I tend to use those. It's a, I mean, a lot of your kind of uh, work so far seems to be very kind of chicken-ocentric. I mean, what is the range of animal that you cover? Well, chicken is probably the smallest, um, probably up to horses, I would say. Okay. Oh, uh, quick one. Uh, no. Oh, Andrew, uh, can I just Stuart, there. What, what, did, what did your careers teacher think at school when he said you wanted to be a livestock haulage contractor? Yeah. <laughs> must have thought you were mad. <laughs> well, they, I must admit, I did get some wry comments. But as I said, <laughs> I kind of ignored the careers teacher. And as I say, went uh, with Mrs. Wilkes, metaphorically, of course. Okay, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Andrew, but uh, we've actually got a winner of the uh, 3 by 100 miles baton. Hello. Hello? Who's that? Oh, it's you. Is it... <laughs> Who's that? Sharon. Sharon. Who was it that called you? I don't know. I don't have a clue. I'm at work and someone phoned up and says, phone this number and say Baton. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I have no idea who it is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm live on the radio here. You are live. Do you mind if we uh, broadcast you now? No. Good. I don't know what we would have done if you said yes, but we've just got to establish, are you in Scotland? Uh-huh. Whereabouts are you? In Glasgow. Excellent. My hometown. <laughs> I don't know you, do I? Um, I don't know. What's your name? What is this? My, my name... <laughs> this, this is the uh, John Dunn show on Radio 2. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Have you ever been on Radio 2 before? No, I listen to Radio 1. All right. I don't like Radio 1. It's kind um, of... It's, it's a bit getting kind of, better, I think. Is it getting better? Yeah. Are you I listening to it now? Are you listening to Radio 1 now? Instead I'm of actually at work. Oh. I'm not listening to anything. Well, get off the phone up. then. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a student. Oh, well, you'll have bags of time then. Oh, no, I haven't. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> student dig there. OK, thanks very much. There'll be a huge prize of a mountain uh, in the post for you uh, straight away. Right, OK. OK, right, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Back to the news uh, sent in by you, the public, and here's the news as written by an old woman. Tension mounts in South Africa as in Carter still say no to elections. There's always trouble down there, isn't there? While here at home, interest rates fall by another half percent, though you should keep your money in cash. That way, you know where you are. I'm very cold. This is a corner shop. Reader's wife. It's an anagram of Posh Corner. Corner Shop recently featured on CFAX in the Suffolk area. Ladies and gentlemen, we just rise. Champagne. 
Shop's lead guitarist, Roy Hudd, is the joker of the band. Tajinder from Corner Shop was the worst student entertainment officer I, Stuart Lee, have ever come across in four years of doing student comedy gigs. And that's true. Okay, got some homework in now. Um, from Dawn, her Open University English. Uh, it's an advancement of learning, a poem. They want to know what the poem is about by Seamus Heaney, it says here. Um, and uh, it's not really about very much, but the word rat occurs twice, so I think it's about a rat. Um, the metaphor for time and death check, I've just looked. The longest word is insidiously, so that must be around there that the metaphor for time and death occurs. And just looking at the end, is it hope or despair? Then I walked on and crossed the bridge. It must be hope. Okay, and we've got our listener's wife on the line. Hello. Hello. Hi, who are you? Hi, I'm Claire. Claire, and who are you married to? Charlie. Charlie. Bradford. Charlie Bradford, okay. We're just going to uh, sit here and listen to you. Right. Okay, it's just a bit of fun. Right. Uh, just describe where, where you are. Uh, I'm in the kitchen at the moment. Okay, and uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just painting my kitchen cupboards. All oh, right. <laughs> what colour? Well, I'm just undercoating them at the moment. Oh. I'm undercoating them white. <laughs> what colour are you going to put on over the undercoat? Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to scumble them, actually. I'm going to scumble them and drag them yellow. You couldn't, yeah. uh, you couldn't scumble for us now, could you? It's a highly technical art, actually. Please. Okay, well, thanks very much for being a bad sport, then. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye. Amanda Yanucci, do as he says, and there'll be no unpleasantness. For today's big issue, we're running our own killer. Thanks, Emma, and uh, stay with us for the next bit because it's time to discuss sex education. Uh, there's currently a real pig's face of a debate going on about how much we should tell children about private parts. And last week, John Patton attacked a school for having... Wonderful head. ...and getting too explicit. Here's Emma with an update. It's one minute past one o'clock and time for today's big issue. In Britain, we have the highest rate of people under the age of 16. In an attempt to lower these figures, the Department of Education have issued new guidelines for sex education teaching in schools, which includes a proposal that John Patton could be arrested for committing a criminal offence. OK, thanks, Emma. I just want to establish what actually happened in this kind of controversial lesson during... Some kids ask the nurse, like, what is... What are blowjobs and what are yeah. Mars bar parties? And she answered the question, like... But I, as far as I understand, she answered it wrong. Like, the Mars bar party answer was all about melting down the chocolate from the inside of the Mars mm. bar and then smearing it over your genitals and... That's a fondue, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's a fondue. Yeah. I think it's a waste of a Mars bar to melt it and put it on someone's genitals. They taste well, don't nice do it, then. Genitals taste really horrible. And Mars bars taste really nice. And I know that mm. putting Mars bars on genitals might be a way to make the genitals taste a bit nicer. Did also, it? if genitals taste so bad, why are they the chosen flavouring for those scampy fries crisps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what, should, what, what, should we, what should we teach our children? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing at all <laughs> about sex. <laughs> or about anything. About anything? Well, all knowledge is dangerous, well, is that Well, so it? it would seem, yeah. I think it's best if they just left uh, to find out about things for themselves. So we should ban teachers from school? Ban mm. teachers, burn books, close yeah. down the schools. And, uh, <laughs> Kids will just roam the streets and go to newsagents and buy Mars bars and we'll be in big trouble. Do you think that... Uh, Kids are too mature. I mean, uh, All right, me. musical theme there from uh, from uh, Stuart. There, um, I think they're immature children. 
You're Are right, they too right. immature? They yeah. yeah. They should grow up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they wouldn't then there wouldn't be any of the trouble. We spend they? a lot of time watching children's television that we were meant yeah. to be working and it's, and it's just childish it's rubbish. Childish. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was wondering about the whole thing of like you know the myths that the, all the stories that you tell children about the stork bringing you know the baby and all yeah. that sort of you yeah. could put the facts into things like that couldn't you? So you can well, have like, like you can like the stork bringing a vibrator. The stork brings the vibrator mm. or yeah. mummy and daddy love each other very much and they wanted you to arrive so Daddy gave me an orgasm, and we videoed it. <laughs> Hang on. Dave's got a point there. Yeah, theme from New Avengers. It would be quite good if, like, you know, we made... We told them sort of fairy tales that that, that taught them properly, yeah. like the sperm bee, for example, right, yeah. that how the sperm bee does actually take the sperm from the man to the to the woman. That's does it very... fly around with it, kind of collected underneath its wings? And... Well, it has special sacks underneath its wings. It's, it's attracted legs. by it's the, 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 the smell of sperm. Does it well, who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then you be a bee to do that, <laughs> do you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Peter, you've got a point. Like deep purple there. Yeah. Um, just because uh, you have the arse fairy as well. That the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, there's a bit of an argument what, brewing here. What, what would that do then? <laughs> it's not the arse fairy is not strictly necessary for um, reproductive sex, but it's something that's brought in by loving couples to sort of spice it up. A bit. Can I make a point? <laughs> And really, the point is, uh, back to Andrew Johnson, our livestock haulage contractor. I mean, do you have anything to, to add to the debate? Well, I do, actually, from, from a livestock haulage contracting point of view. Very uh, quickly. Uh, yes, we need to tell them the facts. My young yeah. son came back with playground facts the other day yeah. that a pig cost £50 per mile per gallon of petrol to transport, and that's the kind of rubbish they pick up. In the playground? Yeah. OK, well, we're going to come back to you, Andrew, but thanks very much. Uh, uh, just now, we're actually going to throw our uh, inhibitions to the wind and hear for some more facts on how to do things properly. Max Bygraves. Accidents will happen So the saying goes But lots can be prevented As any pitman knows By being safety conscious Every hour of every day Common sense saves accidents Do it the safety way can be dangerous unless you treat it right if you ignore safe practices you could be in a sorry plight being careless in use or maintenance could bring hell to pay common sense saves accidents do it the safety way Your safety equipment is meant to see you through. Ignoring this protection is a stupid thing to do. We hope you'll never need it, but don't forget you may. Remember, common sense saves accidents. Do it the safety way. Think safe and you'll be safe. And that is why we say... Common sense saves accidents Do it the safety way 
Remember, common sense saves accidents. Do it the safety way. Hickory dickory dock, I've got the key to the lock. Mum's left me alone to look after the home while she works till ten o'clock. Uh, more nursery rhymes as written by uh, 13-year-olds. 24 minutes past nine. Still looking for your calls, uh, questions to our livestock college contractor. And actually, uh, participants in the shout wrestling match. Uh, phone in if you want to take part in the shout wrestling. And I think we've got someone with some a homework question for us. Hello? Hello. Hi, who's that? It's uh, David Garrity. Okay, what do you want to know? Um, does Derby have the typical qualities of a central business district? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Terry, it yeah. yes, it does. Thanks, David. Oh, thanks. Okay, Bye. keep the calls coming. Uh, Andrew, back up in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. How are you doing? Uh, I'm very well, thank you very right. much. Uh, what are the perks of livestock contracting? Well, uh, particularly a holiday season, I yeah. have obviously a lovely lorry, and uh, now that uh, the EC regulations of all the barriers have all come down, I can go anywhere in Europe with, with any livestock. I mean, That's it's excellent. Freedom. Oh, I think... Uh, Ah. Yeah, Peter's, Peter's got a question. Yeah, I've got a question for okay. you, Andrew. Um, basically, it's, uh, I'm fascinated when I go in pet shops, and I'm wondering about the processes of transporting the mice to pet shops. Are they, into, are they transported all around the country by one sort of huge lorry? Uh, no, it's on a regional basis yeah. with uh, relatively small vans. Hello? Hello? So what? Have we lost him? Uh, no, I'm still here. Oh, I just sorry. answered the question. It's relatively small vans. I don't know if, uh, oh, right. sorry, if go Peter on, wants go to on. know anything else. Sorry, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I have to confess I just wasn't listening there. Oh, right. <laughs> well, uh, I, we were so bored, really, to be honest. Well, it was okay. Awesome. Well, I think we're just going to have to leave it there for uh, the mispronunciation charts. Okay, and it's time for this week's mispronunciation charts. The mispronunciation charts. The highest new entry in at 10. I'll remember from Madonna. Down 7 at 9. Stay together from Sue Eddy. Up 4 at 8. Shapes that go together from Norwegian band Ahey. There's no change at 7. I believe from Mark Ella Detroit. And straight in at 6 is K7 and the Swing Kids with Hide Ho. There's a new entry at 5. You know how we do it from American rapper Icky Kubi. Down two at four, Renaissance from Monsieur People. Down one at three, Things Can Only Get Better by Dr. Im. In at two, Streets of San Francisco from Brew Seth Springsteen, which means that number one for the seventh week is D.O. from Do-All. OK, Andrew, uh, we have a question, actually, uh, from uh, Carter Johnson and Lester. Are you there? Uh-huh. Right, uh, when chauffeuring sheep, how loud should one have their stereo on? Seven mm. is generally best, I think, with sheep. Excellent, thanks a lot. Okay. Does uh, anyone else have a question? Yeah, I was at a dinner party the other day with a livestock cordage contractor, and uh, people kept making him do some of his uh, contracting. Um, does that ever annoy you, like, uh, if you know, if you time off, that people keep asking you to do bits of it? No, not at all. I mean, haulage is my hobby as well as uh, as well as my job. It's 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 my chief joy. Right. Oh, that's quite inspiring, actually. Yeah, it's lovely. We've got to move on, actually, to the next guest. Uh, someone I omitted to mention at the start of the show, but we actually have uh, Steven Spielberg in with Whee! us. Thank you. Thanks very much for coming on the programme. Pleasure. It has been said that uh, since making Schindler's List, you've, you've changed considerably. Is that, is that true? Uh, in some ways, but uh, more of the making of Jurassic Park had a major influence on me. In what way, then? Oh, I just think it's changed the whole perspective of my life. You know, I now see where I have to go and what direction I have to go. What in. is it about Jurassic Park? I think it's very so important, uh, pardon me, I think it's very important that uh, dinosaurs uh, should be brought back into the public life, you know, taught in schools and not
not allowed to be forgotten from history lessons. I see. Well, uh, we've uh, got the particular privilege of having our uh, resident critic, Gerard Lee, with us also this evening. And uh, he's going to be conducting uh, this evening's guest interview. Yeah, it's a marvellous Oscar ceremony. Uh, there were some bad mistakes. Ridiculous. Holly Hunter, best actress. Terrible. She forgot all her words in that <laughs> film. It was terrible. And, but good to see Tom Hanks return to comedy in Philadelphia was rewarded uh, after that terrible letdown over Bachelor Party. He didn't get nominated. But, uh, <laughs> Have it was you got good any questions for Stephen? Yes, it was good to see Stephen that you at last got the Oscar you so richly deserve. But Thank I, you. I was disappointed it was for Schindler's List, which is, uh, frankly, your worst work, I think. You know, I thought maybe Hook would deserved it last year, or, or 1941, my particular favourite. Well, it's interesting you should say that. I mean, I, I was proud of 1941 myself. Oh, yes. And, in fact, I, I am uh, due to make a sequel, 1941 too, oh, uh, sometime next good. year. But, but personally, I was a little disappointed that I didn't win the Oscar for Jurassic Park. Yeah. The well, great thing about Schindler's List, though, was that you brought the Nazis back. I mean, you used them to great effect in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yes. Well, it was the sequel. Oh, right, yeah, mm. yeah. The other good thing is you bring out so many great performances from your actors, you. don't you? Uh, I think in Jurassic Park, uh, Richard Attenborough. Indeed, yes. yes. Good, but, Wasn't uh, he good? Although he was just doing his own voice, his own well, Scottish no, voice. Well, no, that's where you're wrong. He's well, English. No. He is, in fact, he, English. I don't believe it. I know, incredibly. Scottish. Oh, my goodness. That was, that was the best so accent. Can I, the, oh, God. So can I just start? Yeah, sure. I was just wondering, like, why? Was there a mistake? With Jinder's List, uh, and I'm sorry to keep coming back to that unimportant mm -hmm. film, but that it was in black and white. Was there a problem at the developers? Uh, it was a budgetary decision. Right. Yeah. Was, it, was it very frightening, like, working with all those dinosaurs mm. close up? It certainly was. They're, they <laughs> were really terrifying because, of course, you know, they're a little tetchy. They, they've been uh. around for all that time and, and uh, nobody's been really paying them a lot of attention. But we won them over and it was fine having uh, Richard Attenborough on the film because, of course, he's used to making those nature movies and That's his he's brother, very used to... David Attenborough. I beg your pardon. But anyway, he's, he's used to animals oh, and he knows how to deal yeah. with them close to one-on-one. Okay, uh, well, Stephen, thanks very much for coming in. That's uh, all the time we've got time for. Um, I myself disappointed in Schindler's List. I much preferred Hook uh, and uh, my kids enjoyed that much more. But I'm afraid we've got a break now uh, for the news. This is, uh, you're listening to Armando Nucci, Radio 1, 24 hours a day and the news now with uh, Sarah Lockett. <laughs>